We've got a couple of big acquisition deals to tell you about. Plus, don't worry, we're going to talk about restaurants again. I'm Laurel Deppin, and that was David Mann, and you're listening to the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news along with plenty of sharp opinions of what's happening here in Louisville, Kentucky. Today on the show, we've got Michael L. Jones. How are you doing? And Haley Cawthon. Hi there. So let's go ahead and start with some of these big acquisition deals. Haley, you wrote about a big Louisville hotel that was sold last week. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, relatively big. It was AC Hotel Nulu, or the official name is AC Hotel by Marriott, Louisville downtown. Got to get all the yes. SEO in the yes. headline. Full, yes, full <laughs> SEO disclosure. And anything in Nulu is a pretty big deal. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's a 156-room hotel, which um, is the 24th largest hotel in Louisville, in case you're curious. Shout out to Louisville Business First Research from Allison Steins, our data and projects editor. <laughs> Getting all the plugs in here today. AC Hotel Nulu was sold for $51 million to Apple Hospitality. No relation to Apple... Um, the company, it's just hospitality company. It's also publicly traded, um, but they also acquired a um, another AC hotel in Pittsburgh. Um, so a couple of acquisitions. They have um, several properties in 33 states, so big company. Um, hotel is staying open. Nothing's changing. Um, it just seems like the local ownership group um, divested their interest in the hotel. Got it. And that includes more than a hotel, right? That building? Yes. Um, so Barvetti is there. Um, Barvetti moved from the 800 building um, near downtown Louisville to AC Hotel Nulu in 2020. Um, one of those restaurants that moved or opened something new in 2020 and still around, still doing mm-hmm. well. Um, uh, but that's an Italian eatery. And then it's also next door to La Bodega di Mima. Can I throw in some uh, hotel fun facts? I would love to hear some hotel fun facts. All right. I'm going ha- to have fun with this. <laughs> I looked up the biggest hotels in Louisville. The number one is the Galt House with 1,300 rooms. But what do you guys think the number two is? I'm going to make you all guess, and I'm going to start with Haley. I just saw the list, so I should know, and I'm going to be wrong, but I'm just going to say Omni. Darn, I was going to say that. What do you think? Um, I'll say a Ramada Inn. Ramada Inn. Very good. <laughs> what is your guess? Uh, the 21C. Uh, that's a pretty small one. but um, <laughs> <laughs> the smallest one. Well, I was going to say Omni, but you said that. Um. Uh, so Omni is three. The number two is the Louisville downtown Marriott. Uh-huh. Then Omni. Then Crown Plaza. Then Caesar Southern Indiana. How many Louisville hotels have you guys stayed at? That's a good question. I've stayed at... Galt House, Seelbach, Marriott, and Hilton Garden Inn um, near Kentucky Kingdom and the Expo Center. I've stayed at the Brown Hotel, the Galt House. Um, there's one on Main Street. I can't remember the name of it. Maybe it's Fairfield or something. Hmm. I think everybody stayed at the Galt House because that's where all the weddings are. Yeah, exactly. Wedding mm. receptions. Yeah. I've stayed there and I've stayed at the Brown. 
I haven't stayed at any hotel. You got all right. You got to take the tour of hotels around. Well, the and <laughs> now it's spooky season, which means like some of these hotels, the historic ones, you know, the Seal Black and the Brown, have you know lo- local fo- folklore. <laughs> I'm checking. No Ramadas on the list. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> um, and all right. Well, I'll go on. I'll pick it up from there. And uh, Haley, you also wrote about a couple of big banking acquisitions. So the biggest acquisition deal was that of Limestone Bank, which was acquired by People's Bank based in Marietta, Ohio, um, for a deal valued at a little over $208 million. Um, So that was the big one. Um, On completion of the deal, the combined company will have about $8.5 billion in total assets, which is pretty big. Pretty big bank. Um, the second acquisition deal, um, Republic Bank, which is a Louisville-based bank, just like Limestone is, um, is acquiring C-Bank, um, which is out of Cincinnati, in a much smaller deal, which I think is a little bit over $50 million or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so and it was like all cash. All cash yeah. to shareholders. So hmm. um, couple, apparently bank mergers are still happening. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you've been covering that industry for a couple of years. That's pretty common, right? There's there's just a lot of bank They're mergers. fairly common, but like we hadn't really had a whole lot of bank acquisitions, not since... Um, there was the Stockyards merger. Yeah, like Stockyards acquired... Um, Commonwealth? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stockyards acquired Commonwealth. They also con- acquired Kentucky Bank um, before that, and then also German-American acquired Citizens Union Bank of Shelbyville. Oh, yeah. German Americans based in Jasper, is that right? Jasper, Indiana, yes. And And then Stockyards and Republic are both based in Louisville. So it's good that a couple of Louisville banks are. Yeah, so those were all, but most of those were from last year. So um, these are a couple of banking banking acquisitions um, coming late in the year for some reason. A banking guru once told me that if uh, basically you can spot who's going to be an acquisition target by whether or not, like a small bank, these like executives will form them and if they don't have a good succession plan they're probably going to sell it (laughs) so like if they're you know well i was told that basically um regulatory and other um costs are so expensive that if you are not acquiring banks you are going to be acquired yeah you only have two options um because you need to keep up with the costs of um you know the cost of the federal government. Yeah, <laughs> and you saw that in healthcare a lot too. Yes, for a compliance while. and regulatory, especially after costs. Obamacare. Like a lot of the small practices were like, we don't care to do all this paperwork. We're just gonna, you know, get acquired by Norton or something, and they can do all the paperwork. Yeah, it's actually yeah. bad news bears for um, rural areas because a lot of rural hospitals have closed for that mm-hmm. same reason, yeah. but we're getting off the topic of banks. We do that. We do that. All right. right. So, uh, all right. Just, thanks for sitting through our segment on banks. Um, <laughs> so that way we can still claim we're the smartest show in town. Uh, but we will switch gears to our usual topic, which is always restaurants. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, Michael, you had written a couple of good restaurant stories this week. Uh, you wrote about blaze pizza. What's going on over there? Well, Blaze Pizza is moving their St. Matthew's store from the Shelbyville Road uh, Plaza to a freestanding store near the Mall at St. Matthew's that used to be a Moby Dick's. Oh, yeah. And that closed re- Well, yeah. it closed last year, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, we actually wrote about it closing, <laughs> too. And... Um, what they're going to do, they're, they're making this change because they want to have a drive-up pickup window, which is different than the drive-through because you can't order at the window. You need to order online, and then I you see. pick it up there. 
But it's just like, you know, in the coffee houses, we're seeing everybody's getting a drive through, I mm-hmm. think. With COVID, uh, companies have realized that, you know, having that mobile option Mm -hmm. is important. Well, and I think that's interesting because I think of Pizza Hut, um, owned by Louisville-based Yum Brands, just to keep it local. Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But Pizza Hut is shifting away from their larger storefront model because um, really it's too capital intensive and there's not enough diners coming in. But that also means if they're moving into more of these strip malls like Papa John's has for years, they're losing access to their drive through um, So I live in a small town with a sit-down uh, Pizza Hut location still, wow. and it has... <laughs> right across it, from the video store. Yes. <laughs> Rent. What's it called? Family video. Um, there is no family videos, unfortunately. There are no. Um, but the Pizza Hut has a drive through still, but in order to downsize their footprint and have more, you know, have, I'm losing my train of thought, and have less real estate that they have to pay for. Right, yeah. Um, Smaller space, smaller lease. I'm a fan of Ollie's Trolley, and last year I was, um, or not last year, last night I was actually reading about the history of Ollie's Trolley's because it was supposed to be this big national franchise that John Wild Brown was starting following KFC. Hmm. And what happened was that fast food was moving to drive-through windows. And so these trolleys, nobody wanted to get out of their cars to go to these trolleys. So there's only three left out of 100. I didn't know there was that many ever. John Y. Brown, wasn't he an investor in Texas Roadhouse as well? Probably he's, he's, he's investing in a lot of, of stuff. Yeah, I should know this because and the Kentucky Colonels, right? The ba- the old yeah. basketball team. There, there's one in Cincinnati, and there's the Ollie's Trolley in Washington D.C. in Louisville. You know, I, had I was no one idea. Only you know, I was wondering if that was the same, the Ollie's huh. Trolley in D.C. and in Louisville. So they have roots, I guess. So. Yeah, I actually. When I was in D.C., someone in the group that I was with was like, we have to go to Ollie's Trolleys. Like, it's a big deal here. And I was like, isn't that a Louisville thing? What, like, what, what's the connection here? Mm, that's <laughs> now Michael yeah. has revealed. <laughs> yeah. You know like three years later. You on their time off. They read about food. <laughs> yes. Now, Michael, you also just wrote about a uh, breakfast and lunch spot, Melba's, that was moving out of downtown and moving into New Lou. So Yes, Melba's Culinary Canvas. Get that whole name in. The chef kept saying it uh, when I was talking to him. Um, is moving from um, Fifth and Jefferson to um, Toast on Market was in Nulu, and so um, it uh, is moving into a building that developer Nick Campanzano is redeveloping. And so it's going to have 3,000 square feet in uh, the bottom floor, and then the rest is going to be residential. Mm -hmm. And basically, he had a lot of trouble in downtown Louisville, and there was a bomb scare in August uh, there. Yeah, I was out of town when that happened. I heard about the bomb scare. I didn't know that it was at Melba's. (laughs) Well, it was at 5th and Jefferson. It was close close to Melba's. Close to Melba's. he, he told me uh, that the Charles Reed, the owner, said that they were saying, if it's live, basically we're going to blow your building. <laughs> 
And so um, he said that, that that was like kind of the period for him yeah. on being downtown. So he wanted to move to Nulu specifically because he thought that he'd get more dinner traffic. And right across the street, um, Nick Camposano is also redoing Joe Lay's into a hotel. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's wanting to prepare for that. So right now he thinks he'll be open in January, but that seems like wishful thinking. <laughs> like uh, yeah. all the times I talk to these restaurant owners and they have these um, really um, – kind of positive attitudes about it and then they start dealing with supply chain issues and craftspeople and so um i would say early 2023 we'll we'll uh, see melba's again and the old place is closed for good it closed in september and all his employees are moving over he had seven employees that are going to move to the new spot awesome yeah and um uh, Shay, our uh, our editor. I think we reference Shay a lot on the show, yeah. but he but never he, comes he, on the yeah, show. Yeah, he's not on. Um, he's like a, a, he's a like, mystical figure yeah, to our he listeners. Is, really is. Um, every once in a while, he'll pop in, but uh, he really loved Melba's, and he and I were going to go uh, have lunch there one day um, last summer, and uh, walked all the way there, and it was closed. I think it was right before Fourth of July or something. Yeah, and they were taking off the long weekend, and so I never got to try it. I'm glad to hear it's coming back in. Um, uh, into uh, um, Nulu. Uh, going back to what you said about uh, uh, Ollie's Trolley and reading up on that, I just want to do a plug for this YouTube channel I like called Company Man. Um, <laughs> if you if you want if you have any interest in just restaurants and businesses, um, this it's like a YouTube channel that does like 20, 15, 20 minute dives into uh, different restaurants. They, their their latest video posted one day ago: the decline of KFC. What happened? Uh, so a local tie I can throw out there. I have not watched that one yet, but they also have them on Whataburger, uh, Pizza Hut, KB Toys, Atari, uh, Denny's, lots of restaurant and consumer brands. So. It's interesting. Are they? I wonder if they're referencing a recent decline because I would argue that KFC oh, yeah, has I would, improved. I would think it since my childhood, well, but <laughs> it's good to get. Some outside, so, yeah. Some outside. Also, this guy, I'm sure, uh, is putting names out there that get him SEO. views. Mm-hmm. So right. he he's not going to talk about small things. He's going to talk about big things. But that's how that's how the internet works. <laughs> so so we've learned. So, yes, as as we have continued to learn uh, here <laughs> recently. So uh, anyway. So Michael, we'll go back to to the restaurant scene. So you have a story about Jerry Green and friends today. So what what's the deal there? Oh, okay. Well, Jerry Green uh, was at the Breckenridge Inn for like 13 years, and it got sold um, last year. I think it, it's going to be a the Norton, Baptist. Uh, yeah, is it Baptist? Yeah. East, um, it, who uh, is going to take the building? And so. Um, he is opening a 4,000-square-foot uh, club in Hotel Louisville, and which has surprised a lot of people because uh, the hotel is owned by Wayside Christian Mission, and everyone thinks it's a homeless shelter, but it's actually a transitional living uh, place. So the people that live there work, and they've gone through whatever programs to get them off the street. 
and they actually work in the hotel. Mm -hmm. So there's two floors there, a hotel. So Jerry's uh, got this huge space with a patio, and so he's having kind of a soft opening this weekend. He's going to have a Halloween costume party, which was a tradition at his old spot. And then on November 4th, uh, it's going to be open for good. And uh, he's open every day except for Monday. Okay. And so I'm going to go off script a little bit just because I'm curious. We always refer to Jerry Green as Jerry Green and Friends. Who are the friends? Uh, Well, uh, the club's called Jerry Green and Friends. Oh, that helps. (laughs) Jerry Green himself is an entertainer who... um, He's uh, been around for a while. He's he's recorded albums. He toured with the USO, and uh, his club was famous. He'd bring in like uh, jazz and R and B stars and things, and he he will continue to do that at his new place. So the uh, stars are the friends. Yeah, got yeah. it. So <laughs> it's him. So he's basically it's his performance venue yeah <laughs> you i know, love the name like, by the way like jerry green and friends it's I, I don't know it's just a very welcoming kind of name it makes it. everyone feel like they're the friend <laughs> yeah. yeah so also this week we reported on a plant shop bar which you know those words go together two, yes. two of my favorite Pla- things plant shop bar <laughs> okay so what's the deal there um yeah so plant shop bar i didn't write this story um reporter ellie tolbert did um but this bar slash plant shop combo has a really cool name which i think is cool i love cool bar names um i used to be a big fan of how i met your mother and they always said oh we'll open a bar called puzzles and like people be like well why is it called puzzles and they're like well that's the puzzle (laughs) um sorry for the stupid (laughs) stupid analogy there but this plant shop bar is called pretty decent oh like Oh, what's that place? Oh, it's pretty decent. (laughs) That's cute. Yeah, it's very cute. Almost as good as Jerry Green and Friends. Yes. It's it's not quite as (laughs) Pretty decent and Friends. Yes, pretty decent. Um, It almost sounds like a band name, but Pretty Decent is opening at um, 2235 Frankfurt Avenue next to Asian Walk. Um, This isn't really the first time we've seen like a combo plant shop slash food and or other concept. Um, There's been a couple of plant shop and coffee bars one was in J-Town for a time in an old bank. Pretty decent. Won't be a late night bar, most likely. Um, the owners want it to be a place where people can grab a cocktail before or after dinner. And during the day, they'll serve daytime cocktails like Aperol spritzes and Bloody Marys. Um, they also have some botanical-inspired drinks on their menu, which I think is very excited. exciting. I like drinks that taste like plants. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I wonder, though, like... Do people think that plant shops can't carry the marquee themselves so they have to throw coffee shop or bar on there? Or or is it that coffee shops and bars are becoming everything else now too, like dog park bars? I have no idea, but I think plant shops can 100% hold their own. If you mm. go to any greenhouse um, in yeah. the Louisville area or like Mahonia down in Nulu. Right. They just like jack up the prices. I was going to say they're very expensive. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. Tra- like I shop there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to disparage them, but. It's very expensive. I, <laughs> I, I think the last time I went in there, I spent over a hundred dollars on like two plants. And Combo a pot. <laughs> things are cool though. I remember in Cincinnati, 
there was a bar and laundromat called Suzy Malone's. Yeah, and yeah, I always that is thought cool. that was a cool concept. That was <laughs> one proposed in uh, in here in Louisville, and it was going to be near. Um, what's that venue you really like? Headliners? No. Z Bar. Z Bar. Yeah. Mm. It was going to be called Bar of Soap. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I, I, it never got off the ground. But we wrote a story about it. It was either near Z Bar or by the owners of Z Bar. It was the owners of uh, yeah. Z Bar. Yeah, it, cool Which, idea. I think it was right before the pandemic, and then I think that yeah. probably took the money out of yeah. it. Yeah, so. yeah. They spent a lot of money in the pandemic <coughs> to like expand their outdoor patio and that right. kind of thing. Yeah, they had other priorities once that. Hit, yes. So and that that's awesome now. Like Z Bar mm. went from so small, and now it's just like this whole yeah. destination. Yeah. yeah. No, I do like Z Bar a lot. Yeah. I, I do too. I just for some reason it was escape, escaping me. It's that name. place you like, Laura. but I was like, "Where's that place?" I, I like know, so many I know places. As soon as I said a music venue, you would know it. So, <laughs> um, all right. Well, one last topic I want to bring up before we go. I we revisit this topic from a few weeks ago. I can't remember who we had on when we were talking about uh, which end of the Big Four bridge is better. Were you on for that one? Yes, and you, Ellie and Ellie, you weren't yeah, on for that one. Okay. So we we decide we did that and we got some feedback on it and um, you know I I I think from my point of view the better end is whichever you're in the mood for either a nice quiet park or a bustling city street and Jeffersonville's got a bustling city street and Louisville's got a nice quiet park um, but so we decided to do a poll on it to see what everybody else thought and overwhelmingly seventy one percent said. That Jeffersonville had the better end of the Big Four Bridge. Sixteen um, percent said it depends on what you're looking for, which would be my answer. Nine percent said Louisville, uh, so Louisville didn't even get second in the poll. Wow. <laughs> um, and four percent said it's a tie. That was <coughs> me. I said four <laughs> percent. <laughs> um, that is not a scientific poll at all, by the way. <laughs> we think that Mike Moore over in Jeffersonville. How many was responses did it get? One hundred and fifty-four, which wow. is kind of. Like, that's a pretty decent number. Um, for a week-long poll. For a week-long poll. It's more than just the four of us. Yeah, right. it's not just us four. It's us four plus um, putting the first lady dog of uh, Jeffersonville. You know, we don't... Stuffing the balance We box. wouldn't <laughs> put it past the mayor of Jeffersonville <laughs> to, like, get the entire public works department on there, like, voting for, for Jeffersonville. You know, <laughs> I was hanging out in Jeffersonville Saturday. My wife took me to the Match Cigar Bar for my birthday. Oh, it's perfect and they for you. Got a lot Going it, there's on a lot the going on. Yeah, it was. Um, people were everywhere. Yeah. They were hanging out in the street. Um, I know. Walking across the bridge. Well, <laughs> I still remember during the pandemic. I, th- I think when I finally realized that Jeffersonville was cool was like when I saw, I was waiting in line. Like a line was out the door for Pearl Street Treats. Is that oh, what that yeah. little oh, ice yeah. cream ice shop cream is called? Shop. I've got a rewards card there. Uh, well, I was <laughs> waiting in line, a line that stretched like 25 people deep for ice cream. Um, and while I was there, like a party limo came up and parked like in front of the bridge and like all of these partiers came out and, and then, Jack Harlow came yes, out. And then it was Jack Harlow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like, Oh wait, like is Jeffersonville cool now? Like it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, um, you had the, uh, jug band Jubilee that night, me and my wife were in Jeff. We like did Jeff stuff, walked over to the jug band Jubilee you know, did Louisville Park stuff and, you know, nice quiet park over there and you, you're having the festival. And then we walked back to Jeff, like, had some dinner. So, like, 
you can hang out on both sides. Yeah. Like yeah. there's something going on. Like and it's and you're getting exercise while you're doing it. So and I, I just want to say I think I only recently realized that Portage House is closed. Like for good. I remember it closing I temporarily. Think we wrote about that. Did we write about that? I think so. I can't remember. I, we had remember. written we had written that it closed temporarily because of staffing issues. Like right, I wrote that yeah. story, but I don't remember if we ever wrote that it officially closed. And I was like, oh, I want to go eat there. And I looked it up, and it's permanently closed. Well, so I'm still a good location if yeah. anybody's looking for a restaurant. So. Yeah, it's a cool little. And that little was during the pandemic, or maybe right after. Um, it was. We're still in the pandemic now that yes. I think about it, but still. I think it was like earlier this year. Okay. Or okay. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was last year. Maybe it's just the winter that winters are rough on restaurants. So. Yes. Um. Either way, nice building with a good view of the Ohio River for someone looking for that yeah this is a cool building so anyway i wanted to bring that up i thought it was you know it's surprising that jeffersonville so thoroughly won the vote there but also i, I wouldn't put it at pass you know somebody to cheat and stuff the ballot box on that because or it's well, not well, 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 well maybe <laughs> we should say that maybe it is maybe it's viewers choice yeah the best maybe it's better yeah i, I mean i, I, I don't feel know like if, this topic will in, continue for many years yes also i want to throw this out Louisville has an inferiority complex. Like everybody thinks we're not good enough. Like, and that's like, so I could totally see everyone in Louisville being like, "Oh, Jeff's better." (laughs) Well, didn't uh, the Metro Council pass a law like allowing um, retail shops and stuff in the park? The land development code. Yeah, they're like, "Oh man, Jeffersonville's (laughs) got it right (laughs) over there," but. Also, somebody emailed me and well, pointed out. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. That's okay. Um, somebody pointed out that it is a flood zone and you can't build anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an excellent point. But I just wanted to say, like you said, Louisville has an inferiority complex. And I said not to Southern Indiana. Like you can't. Oh yeah, Louisville thinks it's walking, far superior to yes, Southern Indiana. Yes, other than yeah. the walking bridge, like you can't get people to cross a bridge from Louisville into that's Southern true. Indiana. It that's is hard. That's like why I was so happy to hear you all say, "Oh yeah, it's popping down there." And, I mean, it is and, popping. And, and, yeah. So whenever I like that you said pop, you didn't <laughs> drop the G. <laughs> I said popping, and you're like pop. <laughs> anyway, um, but like trying to get what's, my uh, Jack Harlow's song. <laughs> what's popping? What's <laughs> popping? But anyway, it's like a hoojer because they're always talking like you know about popcorn over there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, trying to tell my Louisville friends that it's popping in <laughs> southern indiana is very hard because it's like i want to try all these fun places but they they cannot be convinced i'm like it's a 10 minute drive like if, if no people big will deal. not go to common house hall like i don't know what's wrong with them because that is such a cool space they I, put so much work into it I'm a, and the I'm food a, is so good who's your apologist and convert because i live here <laughs> i'm from kentucky and i moved to indiana because i just i used to work there and just kind of fell in love with it and always thought it was very underrated so I'm a lifelong Hoosier here, but I also say popping <laughs> with a G, <laughs> with a hard G at the end. So that shows you how cool I am as a person. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that'll just about do it for this week. Uh, before we go, we'll go around the room here. We can share our social media handles. Uh, Laurel, where can people find you on social media? I'm on LinkedIn at Laurel Deppin and on Twitter at Laurel. All right, Michael, how about you? I'm on LinkedIn under Michael Jones, and I'm on Twitter at BFLU Michael. All right, Haley, how about you? I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Haley Cawthon, or on Twitter under BFLU Haley. 
And I'm on LinkedIn under my name, David A. Mann, or on Twitter under the handle DMAN3001. If you like this podcast, you can find it on popular podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Radio Public. I can say that line in my sleep at this point. Uh, Thank you very much, Haley, Michael, and Laurel. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we'll see you next time. Bye.